der der Barnhunhau, uh, Barnhauter, uh, Berski, Berski. Welcome to the second best show, where today we're talking second best creepy brand mascots. My name is Ori Aviv, and I'm joined by my second best co-host, Sam Cohen. Hello, hello. And Bobby Downey. Yo! Let's croon our way into today's show. I made, uh, like, fried gnocchi with Brussels sprouts and, like, sun-dried tomatoes. I did not expect you to go so hard. Mm-hmm. Jeff Boy RD over here. Well, yeah, HelloFresh helps. We're not a sponsor. Yeah. We had it for a couple of months and kept all the recipes and then canceled the service. You, you got them. That's the trajectory we're on. <laughs> no, it, it just, it we, we got to a point where, like, if you don't keep up, then you have all of this. You you start to, you know, it's like uh, Lucy and the and the conveyor belt. Like the the meals keep coming, and, <laughs> and like you can't make them fast enough. Anyways, how was your guys' week, gentlemen? Uh, I had an interesting weekend. Uh, my like favorite event of the year is back, or was back this year. It's called California Extreme. I saw this on your Instagram. I was going to ask you about it. Yes, lots of pinball photos. Uh, yeah, so every year it's been going on, I think. But yeah, this is the 25th year. Um, a bunch of arcade and pinball uh, enthusiasts bring all of their privately owned machines into one massive um, convention pl- center in a hotel down here in Santa Clara. Um, and it's amazing because you get to pay a flat rate to get in all weekend and you're not punching quarters into anything. So you can just keep playing whatever you want. Oh, that's awesome. It was like pinball machines from like the fifties and sixties all the way up to like things that are getting released this year. Um, they curate it really well. There's like a Japanese section with stuff that are like imports of like crazy rhythm games from Japan and then pinball through the years. And then every year you'll just see some random stuff that I never knew existed. Until I went to the, this show, I've never seen a bunch of Nintendo's actual like arcade machines. Oh, that's awesome. Super Mario Brothers, they had that back this year. And they're in like immaculate condition. Um, so it's nice because it's, it's just a bunch of people who are like really passionate about the hobby. And they if one of them, like a pinball machine breaks down, like there's a bunch of people who will like crack that thing open and just start <laughs> fixing it on the floor. There's like two dozen people with a multi-tool. They're like, I got this. Yes. I'm thinking like uh, like almost the pit stop, like, you know, yeah. like, woo, woo, you know, just people rushing in. It's exactly like that. If you ever open up or see the inside of a pinball machine, it is a rat's nest of wires and transistors and all sorts of stuff. I, I couldn't imagine trying to like repair one of those things, but it's amazing. So yeah, it was really fun. Wasn't as crowded, but uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really fun time. Were there any bonkers pinball machines like you know like my favorite machine and it was there this year sometimes i think it breaks down and doesn't always make it um it's called hyperball and it is not a pinball machine per se what it is you have like two like pistol handles on the end of this machine and like two triggers and you can only like point it left or right and you shoot 
basically small pinballs. There's a shitload of them. Uh, you get like 50. You can see them coming down like the chamber on the left-hand side here. <laughs> there's like a like an ammo feed of pinballs. And a word pops up on the screen that's embedded into the board. And you have to spell that word by shooting those pinballs into those like letter holes all around the entire play field before you like take damage from the like little electricity icons that are like, it's like fighting emoticons. Uh, and then also it's a spelling game, but it also feels like a machine gun. They brought together shoot, shooting and spelling. Who knew? It's alert. It's a, it's an education game basically. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's my favorite machine. It's loud as hell. It's really fun. There's like nothing else like it that I've That's seen. That's really cool. So anyways, today we'll be talking about the second best creepy mascot, which I'm, I'm happy to, again, sticking with the Halloween, you know, the spooky month motif. Which I believe this is the final spooky month episode. Oh. Am I correct? It is. Wow. You guys, we, we did it. We did a whole month of spooky themed um, second best yeah, well, it's always good to you know spread awareness about drop bears, you know, yeah. the a- apex koalas. So, Ori, how do we uh, how did we come up with this with this list? What we've been doing every week is kind of we've been rotating. If it's our week, we will pick a kind of a topic out of a few different ones that we've been mulling around, and then um, the the you know the kind of the person who's in charge of that week's topic will put together the initial list of um, of what they think is. Uh, kind of a, a, would be candidates for second best and then um and then we each take a pass at that list and we each get like one or two uh lockouts meaning if we feel like there's something on the list that should be that should be first best like uh i don't know for example like if i put a list of um you know uh best uh, second best uh batman uh actors uh you know and like I'll put, you know, George Clooney on there. Sam might say a lockout because that's his favorite uh, Batman. Um, as we all know, George Clooney is Sam's first best uh, Batman. And so, uh, and that's how it works. Uh, anyways, so that is kind of how we did it. Uh, I came up with a list this week. You guys took a look at it and said, no, uh, we've got some first bests on there. Let's kick them out and replace them with some others. For example, um, our first bests that we did kick out of this list or that um, are kind of left out of this list was, of course, say it all with me now, on three. One, two, three. Prince. Ronald McDonald. McDonald. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, Ronald McDonald for sure, right? Yeah. Tier one. Creep. Yeah. Trifecta of clown mm-hmm. and vegetable oil. So that's so Ronald McDonald is out. He's sitting atop of this uh pyramid here as the king of all creeps of all this creepy mascots. Yeah. They sealed it with the bench at McDonald's that has the fake Ronald McDonald statue, and the bench only seats one next to him. <laughs> like you couldn't sit there with a friend if you wanted to. Who's first creepiest? Uh um the clown from it, uh Pennywise, or Ronald McDonald? Ronald McDonald's got not only is he a creep and he's got just this uh, cabal of other freaks and misfits from McDonald's land backing him up because you got if you're going to get to Ronald McDonald, you got to go through Grimace. You got to go through the Hamburglar, right? Like it's you're dealing with like McDonald's like, is he like the, 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's the boss. He's the main boss. He's he's the big bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they've also got a shitload of money. Like uh, Pennywise is scary, can be killed, but also doesn't have like Fortune one hundred money. <laughs> like I, I think of Ronald McDonald as kind of like an Ultron type thing, where like there is no one Ronald McDonald. It's just like you kill one Ronald McDonald, and like another one comes and takes its place. By the way, this 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 episode of Second Best is sponsored by McDonald's. I'm loving it. And Pepsi. Pepsi Man. Can we go around to say what the show is actually brought to you by? I'm going to go first. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the 100-foot Ethernet cable <laughs> I bought because my internet sucks. <laughs> uh, this show is brought to you by uh, tons and tons of coffee and Vivance. <laughs> this show... <laughs> This episode of Second Best is brought to you by tons and tons of energy drinks um, and sad cans that are lining my desk right now. How many you got? I have a like Michael Bay hacker character amount of Red Bulls on my desk. Because inevitably you're going to like smash it all off your desk out of the way when you have to like punch into the mainframe. Dennis Nedry, I've got to get Jurassic Park back online. But look, look at, at all, all this of this garbage. garbage. What is this pizza? Going back, we have another lockout. I just that needs to get a quick shout out. Um, that uh, I don't think gets a lot of play these days, and that is Crinkles the clown. Another clown. There goes our uh, our live gig at uh, ClownCon. Everyone, ClownCon used to be <laughs> used to be um, legitimate, but now everyone just goes there to fuck each other. Basically, has it ever been about anything else? <laughs> it used to be about integrity of the craft. Yeah, that's right. How would Crinkle the Clown kill you? I think in the same manner of 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 it, right? He would just open up his mouth and j- like a snake and just 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 swallow you whole. What was he what was he pushing again? Yeah, he was he was pushing sugar snacks, sugar rice crinkles. Yeah, so kind of like rice krispies, uh but in the 1950s when all the mascots were contractually ob- obligated to be super fucking creepy. <laughs> um, so Crinkles the Clown actually has a a, um, a fandom.com uh, no. page. Can I read you some of his powers and skills? Oh my God, he has powers? Please. Supernatural abilities, stealth, oh. teleportation, trickery, vast magic abilities, and skilled expertise in axes. The last one, ter- like, it kind of like clinches it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it clenches something, all right. I could go swimming right now. But it's, so it's a seal, yeah. You're sealed tight. Yeah. So, Crinkles the Clown, obvi- obviously a lockout. Yeah. Um, this first round. So, we do have a theme for this first round. This theme is basically, who's not babysitting your kids? Who's not house-sitting for you over a long week? We're going to get started here with our first matchup of Best Creepy Mascot. Round one, matchup one, Michelin Man versus Sprite Boy, or Michelin Man, if you're nasty. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You have to you have to see this to believe it. So, Michelin Man, um, so a background on, on this man. Uh, he he is the uh, he represents the Michelin tires. Everyone probably knows that he was introduced in 1894. So I think on this whole list, he's the oldest. Hmm. Um, he has a real name. It's Bibbendum. <laughs> yeah, Bibbendum, 
What? I said his. I said it twice now. I'm afraid if I say it one more time, it'll appear behind. <laughs> yeah, don't say it again. That's some like ancient eldritch horror shit. The official description is: the Michelin Man is a humanoid figure consisting of stacked white tires. My description is: he's a pile of tires with arms. In the early days, he resembled a mummy-like figure. Was often seen raising a glass in the ads. With the words, now is the time to drink. Right as you're about to get in a car. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And and now I want to say one more thing. Um, in the visuals here, he's holding a goblet. In the goblet, it was filled with nails and broken glass. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't like yeah, that We don't like all. that so far. Um, he has a dog. Is his dog made of his tires? His dog is made of tires. Huh. Hmm. So they, they had to make him a friend. Otherwise, he'd be driven to madness. So I know he's supposed to be tires, but especially the early photos, <laughs> he just looks kind of like a stacked fire hose that hasn't been used in a couple weeks. Mm. Like the tires are very narrow. They're not the same size. They're not the same shape. There's no edges or like pointy parts on the I mean, there's man? no tread i mean it's just ridiculous there's no tread no, no these tread. are just yeah these are clearly used tires no mm-hmm. y- you're right i mean it looks like the only way to get rid of them is to burn them <laughs> yeah this is only weakness that's the ecologically responsible way to kill a michelin man mm-hmm. i will return yeah. in michelin man too Michel? back to paris back on the road back on the road <laughs> I think for me, it's the it's the eyes. Like you stretch along at the eyes, you're just like, what, what's wrong with his eyes? <laughs> yeah. His eyes look like the hands on the eye hands on the thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And can the people in there's people in there and I don't know if they can see out of there. I, you know what? It seems to me like once the person puts on this outfit, they... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Michelin man has now taken over and they'll, and they won't be able to take off this. Like this has now been, you have now been possessed by the Michelin man. Yes. Yeah. You're cursed to wander the earth raiding restaurants. <laughs> I, you know, there's even a picture here of a more modern kind of take on, you know, the more, the more modern version of Michelin man who's cuter, but here's the creepy part about this neck, about this picture that we're looking at here. He's shushing. He's got like, He's putting his index finger up to his mouth. Yeah, yeah. As if to what, yeah. you guys? Uh, like, as if, like, quiet, like, is he telling, who is he, who is he silencing here? Here's what he's saying. He's saying, I've got Nan Nan and Pop Pop. They're in the trunk, and uh, you better be quiet, otherwise, uh, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise the tread's going to come off these tires pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, he definitely knows what you did last summer with your car. Now- if he caught you, what would he do to you? I feel like would he make t- like he would clearly make tires out of people, right? Like, well, first he would run you over. Like he would get horizontal and then just roll super fast. He would gain some momentum and then just you know foop, run run you over, and then um, you would just you become part of his like katamari damacy of like human flesh and bones and everything. <laughs> One of us. 
I feel like one of his arm tires would just spin up real fast, and then he just like t- like burn out on your face. Oh. <laughs> oh boy, this next ball of wax. Uh, this next winner on our list, and that is um, Sprite. Uh, Sprite Boy. That's going to be Sprite Boy. Woo! This is like Chucky's great grandpa. Um, that's how I. Oh, so so I'll throw some. More facts that you hear just to get us started. Sprite Boy represents the Coca-Cola company. He actually specifically was created to sell Coke. So this is years before Sprite actually became a drink. Sprite meaning here like fairy-like or, you know, something, you know, elfin-ish. <laughs> he's, a, he's the fae folk. He was introduced in 1942. So the official description is, uh, his real name is Sprite Boy. Official description is he's the elfin ambassador of Coca-Cola. He's depicted as grinning, ugh, wearing two different hats, and only ever showing his head and hands. And he's got those like cherry red apple cheeks. He's a cherub. Oh, so my description is he's just horrific. He looks like a plastic boy <laughs> with a bottle cap surgically connected to the top of his head. That, like like machine stamped into his head, like... Factory accident. I see it as it's the only thing keeping his brain from falling out of his head. <laughs> With those like psychotic eyes uh, of like yeah. the eyes of a serial killer who like just killed after a long time and then like finally feel something. <laughs> One thing that's really unsettling to me about looking at, you know, looking at pictures of, of Sprite Boy um, is that he is a boy, but his hair is silver, like an uh, that man. of a man. It's that of a man. It looks as if beneath <laughs> the Coke cap hat um, that he's got a receding hairline, which means he's seen some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, between him and the Michelin man, which one would you least? Who's not? Who's not babysitting your kids? I think the Michelin man can do less damage. The Sprite Boy face, the, the eyes of Sprite Boy are really something. I don't know what I would prefer, the dead eyes of the Michelin yeah. man or the intense, crazy eyes of <laughs> Sprite Boy. I think for me, Michelin man, or I, I'm not leaving anybody for that matter with Sprite Boy. I'm not paying that guy to stand in line for me at the Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it unanimous? Is So who Absolutely. wins, who wins yep. this head to head? Yeah, that's Sprite Boy. Sprite Boy! Hoax it. <laughs> it up. See you in hell. Sprite Boy. Sprite boy. Sprite boy. Who's our next matchup? Moving on. Round one. Matchup two. Mr. Clean versus the Burger King. This is a gaggle of creeps. <laughs> so, okay. I'll start with... Uh, let's talk about Mr. Clean here, gentlemen. Uh, I'll start with uh, some background here. So, he, of course... Uh, he is the mascot, Mr. Clean. He's the mascot for Procter & Gamble, which we <laughs> Who doesn't love those beautiful, beautiful Procter & Gamble products that we, we all use in our life? In fact, I used it earlier today when I was cleaning my house, getting ready for uh, some some visitors to come. Oh. So now everywhere I go in your house, I'm just going to like see his visit. Oh, like, that's, that's one of his things. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Astral projection is one of his powers. Um, so he was introduced in 1958. His real name is Veritably. Veritably Clean? Yeah. 
That's his first name. That's official. Uh, that's disappointingly lame. Tall, muscular, bald man. Wearing plain white t-shirt, white jeans, has a gold earring in his left ear. My description of him is he's Yul Brenner from The King and I. <laughs> uh, he's <laughs> a muscular, tan, bald man who cleans things very well mm-hmm. and appears by magic. Some definite big dick energy going on here as well. Um, one thing I know about Mr. Clean is that a lot of people are thirsty for Mr. Clean. And I get it. He he fills out a shirt. He does. Yeah, the earring too. You know, like, he's a bad boy. Here's where the creep comes in. The creepiness comes in. He appears out of nowhere. He's a he's kind of a smoke show, but he's got bushy white eyebrows, like like bleach level. Like he's bleaches his eyebrows. It's a sanitary thing to and do. And he's always smiled, except for a brief time. He didn't he didn't um, smile in the mean Mister Clean series of ads when he was fr- oh, mean when clean. he was frowning because he hated dirt. I'm wondering that the, um, the commercials where he didn't like dirt um, and it made him frown. Was that like a mommy dearest kind of thing where like he hated dirt so much that, you know, he was like, no dirt in this house. <laughs> Unbuckles the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I, that's the creep factor. And that's why I think he's got a little bit of um, a dark side, Mr. Mr. Not so clean. And then there is lore. According to the official Mr. Clean website, <laughs> A farmer discovered uh-huh. baby Mr. Clean when he went out to work on his field. Um, and then the small, sturdy baby with the remarkably shiny bald head, he was cleaning muddy boot prints off the steps leading to the farmer's front porch. There is an, that ins- he has like his own like <laughs> encyclopedia, like Necronomicon of like cleaning things. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, inc- yeah, you got it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's a terrifying origin origin story. Uh, what were some of his other uh, uh, origin stories that you guys think that uh, Mr. Clean might? Uh... Um, see, okay, so I think um, his real origin story is like a Oliver Twist kind of thing. Like he's like a like a little soot child in London, in like the in Dickensian London, um, and you know he's covered in dirt. He's got the little cap, uh, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to America. I am." And then uh, he takes the hat off and he throws it. And he takes a shower. He scrubs himself. He gets all nice and clean. He realize, realizes that he hasn't been clean in so long that when he actually like does like get himself fully clean uh, that he's completely bald. He didn't realize it. He has no hair. Just just totally bald up there. Um, and so now um, he's he's found his white shirt because he's like, I'm, you know, I'm never going to be uh, uh, covered in dirt and soot ever again. And he goes to America and uh, he finds um, he finds houses to well, clean. pleasant. See, I feel like you and I are we're at uh, sixes and twelve. Shocker. Um, I think uh, I find Mr. Clean to be adorable and sexy. Uh, isn't he like portrayed as like a yes. genie almost? Like you rub the bottle the and it comes out. Yeah, he's been. Because I thought that was like a literal thing from like the commercial. So actually, where, like oh. that's how he is summoned. Actually, no, that's a misconception or so is my understanding that that's a misconception. Um, that he's not a genie because he's actually, um, um, 
Yeah. So the original image or the original model of was, he was actually a, he was a sailor. (laughs) (laughs) sailor Just wandering by the neighborhood. Well, who needs a babysitter? I think he's got a little bit of a thing with bleach. Um, and I think he used to have like a full set of hair, but you know, like he drinks a little bit of bleach maybe every day and, um, <laughs> you know, slowly, just a little, just a little bit. He's building up. His <laughs> he, he just sneaks. He's got a problem. This guy's more of a tragic. He's got a problem. He sneaks in a little bit of bleach into his morning coffee. Mm-hmm. Or other people's. All right. So he's up against Mr. Clean versus the Burger King. I mean, frankly, I think the Burger King may have been considered a number one, but I think uh, we know for a fact that head to head between the Burger King and and, and these clowns, uh, the clowns win. But he's this guy, in my opinion, is a fucking. Very, very close behind Creeper. Uh, and let me tell you, let me give you some, let me give you some facts. Let me lay down some facts on you guys. Uh, so he was introduced in 1955. His real name is Kurger Bing. Kurger Bing. Yep. The Burger King. <laughs> this is the official description. No joke. Unnamed actor who wears an oversized grinning mask that resembles the 1970s version of the king and who often appears in various unexpected places, such as in bed with people or behind doors and walls, only to offer them Burger King food. Um, He has had much more friendly cartoony iterations previously. My description of him is Michael Fryers. (laughs) Uh, You're welcome. Um, He once ruled the Burger King kingdom. It's called the Burger King kingdom, which I, for the life of me, do not understand what putts wouldn't just name it the burger king dumb right yeah mm-hmm. um he had a whole cast of burger king characters they were uh introduced to compete with the mcdonald land characters so he had sir shake a lot the burger thing the duke of doubt <laughs> what and yeah and the wizard of fries okay the wizard of fries fine sir shake a lot fine the duke of doubt the Duke of Doubt. <laughs> that sounds like a Thor villain. Honestly, the Duke of Doubt sounds like one of the uh, comic book characters that you should have quizzed us on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Kruger Bing and the Duke of Doubt um, knock on your door <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like the strangers, right? You would not, uh, you would open up the little slot in your door and call and dial 911. They're like the Cenobites of of fast food. <laughs> well, the Burger King yeah. is obviously a help. He gives Pinhead a run for its money. You guys, he's he's he appears in unexpected. So it, he is in. He wears an oversized grinning mask. So they actually the the description is that he's a real person, right? That wears this crazy fucking mask and appears in people's beds. And behind doors and walls. Who's back there, you think? Is it like Leo DiCaprio? Is it like Man <laughs> in the Iron Mask kind of thing? It's Ben Affleck. Wicked Burgess. Can't get away from Ben Affleck. Um, no. I think that there is, uh, no. it's kind of like, that's why I called him Michael Fryers, because I feel like in the back, there is, the, you. it doesn't matter who's back there. What he reminds me of, and 
uh, or you talked about like his, like, um, he would like wake up, you know, in bed and be like, here's a burger, but he wouldn't say anything or whatever. It reminds me of, um, uh, you know how, um, Charles Manson would like take his group of like teenagers and do like the creepy crawls, like the creepy crawlies where he would like break into rich people's homes and like move furniture around and then leave, or just like, uh, stand next to their bed and put like flour over the shoes. So you'd wake up, look over and see that somebody was there. like standing yeah, right next yeah. to your bed. Yeah. But then like not do anything. Yeah. Creepy crawlies. Right. And, um, I feel like he would fit right in. Yeah. Kerger Bing. Come on. It might be poisoner versus poisoner. Maybe he's like a king who like ate poison food and then he's exacting his revenge. Oh, like maybe it's a two faced thing. And like the, um, his mask is not actually a mask. He's just like, that's the reconstructive surgery to, you know, so that like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is all fucking creepy and horrendous shit. And I'm here for it. So, um, between the Burger King and Mr. Clean, I'm just going to say right off the bat, I would leave, I would leave my house in Mr. Clean's hands. I, even though he has a problem, I would come back and I'd be there for him. I'd support him and I'd come back home and my house would be mm-hmm. fucking spick and span. Just let him take yeah. you in his big beefy arms. <laughs> um, yeah. If nothing else, Mr. Clean would leave the house just absolutely sparkling. Um, and Kerger Bing, the Burger King, um, would probably just like put in hidden cameras or something. Yeah. So it's unanimous. Burger King takes it. Takes it. Takes it. We've crowned the king of creeps. Well, not yet. But the Burger King takes it. Uh, I could just all sprinkle in a little bit of uh, extra evil for you guys for the Burger King. Uh, Steve Bannon. Partially responsible for the Burger King's video game. (sighs) Next matchup. Mr. Peanut versus Mac tonight. All right. Tell me about Mr. Peanut. So he represents planters. Right, we all know Mr. Peanut. Are you talking about the delicious peanuts from the Planter Planters Nuts Company? Um, he was introduced in 1916, so this guy goes way back. He does have a name. His name is. Are you guys sitting down for this? Um, Bartholomew mm-hmm. Richard Fitzgerald Smithy. That's a mouthful. Official description: He's an anthropomorphic peanut in its shell, right? Dressed in the formal clothing of an old-fashioned gentleman. Top hat, monocle, right? White gloves um, and a cane. He is he's apparently a British of British heritage. So my description is he's basically a gentleman peanut man with appendages. Yeah, he's anthropomorphic. Yeah, he's he's neither of the human world or the nut world. He was killed off in 2020. Sure was, and and came back as baby nut, which I have a problem with. And then he was reintroduced in 2021 in the Nut Above rebranding campaign. Not okay with any of this. Yes. Uh, For a moment, he thought he was dead and he couldn't hurt you anymore. But (laughs) lo and behold, he was resurrected as Baby Nut. That's the thing with uh, horror villains. They never truly go away. He also drives the Peanut Mobile? (laughs) Nut Mobile. (laughs) The Nut Mobile. Again, I have problems with all this. In the real world... Having this thing exist is is creepy, mm-hmm. and there's something wrong about it, and there's something that my my brain wants to reject. Are you saying it's like an uncanny valley kind of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's something about the ex- like in the mat and like the costumed version of like the 
veiny nut outlines around him make him look like a being that was like in a terrible accident and then stitched together. All right. So there was a, there was a Super Bowl commercial uh, with uh, Mr. Peanut, Wesley Snipes, Matt Walsh, uh, who is most famous for Veep. Um, they were in a car there. Um, the, Oh, they were in the Nutmobile. Uh, they actually, they accidentally drove the Nutmobile off a cliff to avoid an armadillo. Um, and then Mr. Peanut, elects to let go and fall to his death onto the nutmobile, which then explodes. So Mr. Peanut dies. Yes. Rip in peace, Mr. Peanut. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he, he dies. And then what happens is that there was, these are commercials, right? And so there was a follow-up commercial of, of, um, of, I think it was West, you know, the same actors um, uh, participating in his funeral and then at the end of the commercial, like the, the sun kind of shines through and then you see like a little baby Groot thing going on uh, where he kind of mm-hmm. comes back. The Mr. Peanut kind of comes back, sprouts, sprouts from the ground and uh, as as like the, the baby nut. And by the way, Mr. Clean is mm-hmm. at that funeral. Mr. Clean is there. He is there. Proof <laughs> Mr. Clean is there with the Kool-Aid man. Mr. Clean is there to make sure like that he finished the job (laughs) (laughs) that there's no loose ends. He also seems like he'd be, uh, just this neglectful, like factory Lord, you know, just be like, if they want to be warm, tell them to work harder. (laughs) I don't pay you to talk. Got one of those like old school, like, um, like train whistles. Like if you're not careful, I'll turn you into popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, so he's got the steam whistle. He's a he's a creepy a boss man. So he's going up against Mac tonight. Whew. This is a real menacing creep. Yeah, uh, he was introduced in 1986. His real name is Mac tonight. The official description of him is he's a fictional character, obviously used in the marketing for McDonald's restaurant during the late 1980s, known for his crescent moon head, sunglasses, and piano playing. The character used the song Mac the Knife. Yeah, the, the the famously timely song, Mac the Knife, even in the 80s. Yeah. Mac was performed by actor Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Doug Jones. He contributed to an increase of over 10% in dinnertime business. Are you serious? Yeah, I think I was reading what it was like, specifically targeted at like Southern California for like to get people to eat dinner there more frequently. Yeah. And then a number of the restaurants actually had uh, Mac Tonight animatronic figures <laughs> seated in front of a piano and playing it. Oh, no. Was that supposed to make uh, a McDonald's like dining room feel more like uh, fancy and like dinner worthy? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess more swanky, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's still like a, a tile and plastic room that they could just hose down like dodger stadium (laughs) yeah when you go to mcdonald's to eat especially if you're going to eat there um you the first thing uh you think to yourself is uh, i wonder who's playing tonight (laughs) um he kind of looks like uh max hedrum a little bit i was just about to say that sam Okay, you know what he looks like? Um, he looks like if Max Hedrum uh, had like a steroid problem and got like moon face, you know? Sure, as as you do. Fat deposits on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and uh, t- 
decided to learn how to play the piano. That's Mac tonight. Yeah. And then had like the Thanos grin. Here's my question to you guys. He's always wearing sunglasses. What do you think is behind the sunglasses? Oh God. I didn't even think about that. I, you know what I think they're doing there? Um, I think they're doing like a Ray, Ray Charles thing a little bit, which is again, fucking horrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Either that or he can't, he can't um, live with himself. He hides behind the sunglasses because he can't live with all the, with everything he's done. The more I look at this moon face. Oof. It gives me the same like Mr. Peanut, like Uncanny Valley. Like this, my brain is like, this doesn't exist. Like run away from this. Like my, my lizard brain, right? My evolutionary brain is telling me like, don't get near this. Run away from this. How does he eliminate his victims? There's like, you have to, you have to sit in on his show, right? Like it's just a small cabaret. It's like, there's one light on him. He's doing his thing. There's just you sitting at a small table and you either have to keep listening and eating McDonald's. And then on the other (laughs) side table next to you is a revolver with a single bullet in it. And he makes you make the choice. (laughs) Mac. It's like Mac. And by the way, the only song he plays that night is Mac the knife. Right? Like over on repeat. Yeah, on repeat. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the question at hand here. Between Mr. Peanut and Mac tonight. I think I, I'm I'm kicking Mac tonight to the curb and I'm letting in Mr. Peanut. Um, because I would prefer a industrial revolution style bad evil boss more than a sociopath with moonface. I agree with you. I would let Mr. Peanut in. I would ne- I would not let Mac tonight into my domicile. No. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's unanimous. But Mac tonight. Mac tonight, not loving it. Yeah. <laughs> wins. <laughs> Woo. Next matchup. The Jolly Green Giant versus Mr. Six, the aged Six Flags mascot. <laughs> So Jolly Green Giant, he was introduced in 1925. He was inspired by grim fairy tales in which a man gains a fortune and a beautiful bride by entering into a pact with the devil. (laughs) My description is basically he's a giant man in a green leafy outfit. Uh, Sometimes he wears a hip scarf. His, His early appearance, what he looked like. Let me describe. So a little bit more about what he looks like. So his early appearance, he looked like a caveman. He was carrying a very large pea pod. Uh, He wore a bear skin and he did not look friendly. He wasn't even green, you guys. Um, And then, but it only took him a year. It took him a year for them to redesign him. And then he appeared as the completely green man and he was wearing the tunic and it was made of leaves and all that. He has a 55 foot statue uh, erected of him in Blue Earth, Minnesota. No pants on that statue. Yeah, that that's an unfortunate angle. And I just noticed the tiny man hugging him. But yes, yeah, so he has a tiny apprentice called Little Green Sprout, which I'm sure helps him carry all the bodies. <laughs> He's like that little thing that sits on like Jabba the Hutt's shoulder. It's like <laughs> <laughs> He's just familiar. Um, also, by the way, is he wearing underwear? No. No. Okay. And there's there's not doesn't look like there's much happening yeah. under there. Uh, and that's what happens when your entire diet is like sweet corn and green beans. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, he's 
there is definitely a creep factor, although I feel like he's he's trying. Um, I feel like he's more of a kind of a, a gentle giant. Like he'll he'll crush you, like right? He'll step on yeah. you, but it'll be an accident. I'm getting nothing but good vibes from him. Yeah. Yeah, until Jesus. he snaps. Snaps peas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> until until there's, you know, a famine and he's forced to eat meat again. Um, all right, so he's up against uh Giant Giant, his adversary is Mr. Six. Six Flags guy. Let's talk about Mr. Six, which to me looks like a multiplicity like copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of Mr. Clean. (laughs) He was introduced in 2004, so he's a new kid on the block. Uh, Here's the official description of Mr. Six. Appearing as an elderly man wearing a tuxedo and thick framed glasses, he's usually shown stepping slowly off a bus before he suddenly performs a frantic dance to an instrumental version of the Venga Boys song, We Like to Party, to invite stressed and overworked people to Six Flags. I think he looks like a, a tuxedoed Benjamin Button on bath salts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not meeting him in the middle. Instead of meeting in the middle, he just continues to get old. He was like born old and just keeps getting older. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, another factoid. This probably has to be my favorite one. So on November 29th, 2005. Daniel Snyder, who's the owner of the the Washington football team, so um, he took over the six. Uh, he took over Six Flags, and then literally the very next day, he announced the retirement of the of that ad campaign campaign of uh, Mister Six, and he said uh, Mister Six was pointless. And I quote: <laughs> "I mean, I know um, comedy dies when you try and actually explain it, but the." Is the joke here that he's an old guy that's dancing? Is that where the like the the fun comes from? Like he's a super old dude. Yeah, because elderly people can't dance. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, it's unsettling for sure. I don't want to jump the gun or anything, but uh, I feel like this is the dude version of Mrs. Doubtfire. Like this is the anti Mrs. Doubtfire, and I'm not letting him anywhere near my house. I don't want to jump the gun, but this is like, to me, is is very clear that I'm not letting him anywhere near my house. I'm not going to let him uh, watch my dogs, no. my children. If if I left the house and I came in his hands and I came back, there would be just piss and shit everywhere. Yeah. Werther's, hard candies. And for some reason, there would just be more. I feel like he would multiply. Yeah. It's almost like he would multiply you just become him right like you dance uh, that's how he gets you you uh-huh. just start to age yeah 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 <laughs> come dance with me and then you start to look at your hands and like they're aging right in front of you right like a oh my back God. to the future kind of thing yeah <laughs> uh-huh. yeah he's like stealing your youth yeah can we say who the winner is uh, between the jolly green giant and mr six green giant jolly green giant who is delightful and kind and mr six who steals children's youth. Mr. Six takes it. Mr. Six takes it. We got our first round picks. I think we are left with some pretty creepy ass motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah. Who got bumped off? Who's no longer on this list? So the in memoriam for round one. The memory. Michelin man. 
to be my sunshine. Mr. Clean. Mr. Peanut. It's a jolly so green giant. <laughs> Finn. <To say goodbye. laughs> All right, guys. So <laughs> we did. Uh, yeah. So we mourned the ones who have been lost. This. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break here um, and talk about address corrections or and or feedback. Um, every uh, week after we, uh, you know, we we have our you know second best nation. Uh, they come back to us with their uh, their notes and their feedback, what they thought of our past episodes. Rightfully so, they correct us a lot because uh, we are very prone to corrections, aren't we, Sam? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to fall on the... Uh, I will fall on the sword this week. Um, I, there were, as it turns out, several problems with the edit of uh, last week's uh, episode. Well, <laughs> let's see. So first of all, at the 19-minute mark, uh, I left in about 15 seconds worth of silence. At least it was silence. You could just kind of collect your thoughts, maybe refill your beverage. Yeah, Sam, Sam, people were telling me that they were looking at their phones, like as if, uh, the, you know, something happened, uh, or maybe it was a moment of silence um, or something like that. Um, yeah, um, maybe uh, that's where an ad read was supposed to be. Who knows? We'll never know. Um, but uh, yes, your, your editor apologizes. Um, let's see. Also, um, I, uh, I, I cut out about 15 minutes worth of uh, skunk ache skunk ape and the bang bus which i feel like uh could have been uh (laughs) left in and um i also uh, i mentioned uh last episode but it did get cut in the edit that the original bracket with all of the eight cryptids uh actually came first from my wife marcel um and we talked a lot about it and uh did a lot of the prep work and everything so um apologies for leaving that credit out of the last episode ups to a real one bobby you hear any uh any feedback this week? <laughs> uh, got some feedback after the last episode. I actually <laughs> I haven't gone back because I don't remember how we dunked on it. But the feedback was, how absolute dare you talk shit about Ska? Were you guys, uh, were you guys big Ska heads back in the day? A little less than Jake, real big fish? You know, I love a brass section. Not gonna lie, official second best show stance. Love a brass section. Um, yeah, for a hot minute. My official reply is <laughs> Well, mighty mighty apologies to you. We, the second best show <laughs> will try to do better um in its representation of ska, all things ska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should I immediately give us something to uh, uh to apologize for next week by saying that Sublime was a ska band? You're uh, you're opening up a can of worms there, my friend. Are they officially a ska band? They were not a ska band. I would call them a ska band. Well, then you've never listened to Sublime. You're right. As as somebody who lives in Southern California, I have definitely never listened to Sublime. K Rock might as well just be like KSBL. Yeah, like the like self titled Sublime album. They might as well have just taken the compact disc and like shoved it into my fucking brain through my ear holes. <laughs> Did you think it was Scott? I can barely listen to that. No, they're more of a reggae band. I mean, there's ska, but then also Wikipedia says rock, reggae, ska, punk rock, and alternative. Does not make yeah. them a ska band. It makes them an eclectic band that infuses or appropriates 
<laughs> Perfect. Perfectly <laughs> said. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some hate mail on the uh, on Sublime. If we dunked on something you love, hit us up at our, our socials or the website to complain directly at us, and maybe you'll get featured on the show. Semifinals. We got a. Do we got a theme for this round? Yeah, the theme for this round is who could carry their own horror movie franchise. Mm. Michael Fryers, yeah. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> so that's that's the theme for this round, and we've got two head-to-head matches. First semifinal matchup is Sprite Boy versus the Burger King. I, I think they're both very strong contenders here. You could do a 10 film anthology with Sprite Boy that is basically a scene for scene remake of all of the Leprechaun movies. Or Child's Play. Or Child's Play. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, so I think his origin, part of the origin too, I was reading is that he was sort of um, depicted like next to mm-hmm. those like classic mm-hmm. yeah. like Coca Cola Santa Claus pieces, right? Like, um, so you could definitely have sort of a holiday horror, holiday horror, sort of. Yeah. Like mm, love it. Make it a Christmas horror movie. I like it. Now in this movie, would Sprite boy be portrayed w- with practical effects or CGI? I think he would be practical effects. You know what he would be? It would be like, um, Sprite boy and like Jeff Dunham with his hand above, uh, above puppet's ass. Um, and the puppet is Sprite boy. Oh. Yeah, I like the idea of the because he's just the head and hands mm-hmm. of those being practical pieces, but then right, like this disembodied head and yeah. hands floating around. I think is super fun. Like this living marionette parts <laughs> is horrifying. Does the does the does the cap like uh, fit into his mythology? Is that where like his power is stored? Oh, one hundred percent. And I think that it needs to. There needs to be some body horror yeah. uh, where. Like maybe in the opening mm-hmm. credits, you see how like this thing was made or something, and you actually see the them like surgically like stamp this thing onto its <laughs> onto its face. Yeah, that's. I think that that would be horrific. And you're right, Sam. They could make like twenty of these. Yeah, because he's magical, right? Like, how do you kill? How would you kill this thing? Yeah, how would you kill Sprite Boy? I think you just put him back in the box that he came up, right? Like, that's the only, like, there is no killing him, right? There's just, like... Two things. So, first of all, uh, either you just decide to, like, cut out sugar and carbs, and, like, he just, like, dies. Um, or or you, you use a bottle opener, and there's, like, a very viscerally awful, disgusting, saw-like... Uh, scene where the bottle comes off of his head and then he just kind of like limps over. <laughs> I I think that uh, that's there's something happening there. They get the bottle cap off, and then the real shit starts. Yeah, just like potato bugs falling out of his skull. Oh. Um. On the other hand, Kruger being the Burger King, um, I'm going to argue against him uh because i feel like uh the um soulless face in a in a mask um or covered by a mask it's been done again he often appears in various unexpected places such as in bed with people 
Jesus. And behind doors of walls. Um, I don't think Michael Myers mm-hmm. or Jason or any of those guys ever appeared in, in bed. Like you open up your eyes and he's just fucking laying there. Um, that's the part that, that I, I, I have a hard time getting away from. They just like to watch. Yeah. I, I think I'd rather see a movie with, uh, the Duke of doubt. Okay. Ooh, like Burger King origin story. You're onto something there, oh, right? Yeah. Because he has a whole menagerie of <laughs> of supporting, you know, supporting characters uh, that can that can help him yeah. in his ter- <laughs> in his terror night. And I think that there is a lot of fodder there for some horror movies. There could be spinoffs. Um, you could have a whole universe, the BKU. <laughs> the BKU. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the BKU. <laughs> um ah, Sprite Boy gives me a more visceral like no reaction. Like nope. Nope. I'm going Sprite Boy. Yeah. I think there's a certain uh like self-awareness to the Burger King mm-hmm. now he's portrayed. Yes. That sort of undercuts that creepiness for me. There's something just so purely menacing and like unhinged about Sprite Boy. Yeah. That uh I gotta say, like, I think that carries a that carries a horror franchise. All right, so do we all agree that Sprite Boy takes it? Sprite Boy takes it. Going to the finals. Sprite Boy. It's going to the finals. Burger takes King takes gets it. fucked. All right, back half of the semifinals. What do we got? There we go. Uh semifinals, second matchup, Mac tonight. Versus Mr. Six. Both of these guys give me the shivers. Do I, I, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like Mac tonight has a longer runway of movies. Um, you can go origin story. You can go prequel with it. You can go like young Mac tonight, you know, how he became Mac tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think Mr. Six I think that he might have like one horror movie in him, like a one trick. He's like a one trick pony. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think from a power set perspective, Mac tonight has more to go to. And then also with Mac tonight, you know, when you hit like movie 10 and you go to space, cause that's where it all ends up. It feels less weird because he's already, he's like a moon dude. He's already yeah. got a moon face. You yeah. think that he's scary on on Earth? Wait until yeah. you know you meet him in space, where no one can hear you scream. Yeah, and it's his final form, full moon. He's he's definitely more powerful in space. Where on like, whereas on Earth, he could be defeated by just like a super narrow doorway where he can't fit his like big plastic moon head through. <laughs> Yeah, Mac Tonight in Space. By the way, they both have songs, right? Mac Tonight has a song. Mr. Six has a song. Mm, both suck. Well, but hang on though. I think Mac the Knife as like a like the song that plays in the background, like the the victim, right? They hear the song before they see Mac the Knife or something like that. You could also remix it. You could slow mm-hmm. it down. You could uh, you know, so it's like all, all the creepy style. You could do a lot with it, right? Yeah. Start hearing that jazz hi hat, and it's like, oh, oh shit, oh fuck, oh shit. 
Um, where, you know, it's not so creepy of the, um, although I wouldn't want to die to that song. Um, that's for damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) So my vote goes for Mac tonight. Yeah. Mac tonight. I agree. It's Mac tonight, baby. Mac tonight. Mr. Six goes six feet underground. Mr. Six is 86. Takes it. That's official. Takes it. All right. Okay, so that's uh, that's the semifinals, right? All right, guys, we're in the finals. Whew. We're in the finals, boys. I think we've got a strong matchup here, and this is kind of a pure head-to-head. No, no theme, no holds barred. Yeah. And um, sure to piss off two mega corporations, the Coca-Cola Company and McDonald's. I personally love Coke products, uh, especially. Mm-hmm. Orange Vanilla Coke Zero. I like those um, big, like, Frankenstein Coke machines where you could, like, make your own. It's, like, got, like, a touchscreen and everything, and you could... Oh, yeah, what's it called? The Freestyle, I think? So, we've got two heavy hitters here, <laughs> gentlemen. Uh, right. I would not want to tangle with either with either of these bad boys. In the finals, we've got Sprite Boy versus Mac Tonight. Fighting styles, I feel like Sprite Boy is going to be, like... Real like brass tacks, right? You can't catch me. <laughs> He's gonna be real like crazy eye, like uh, prison yard, right? Like 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 shank to the side. Is that like is that? Yeah, just like super intense. Yeah, um, and uh, Mac tonight might just uh, play with you a little bit. Like like you're like he's a cat and you're a mouse. He eclipses you. You don't eclipse Mac the. Uh, <laughs> wait, you're right. Mac the knight eclipses you. <laughs> I think yeah, he would be yeah. with a knife, right? Mac Mac tonight, Mac the knife. That would be the thing, right? That would literally mm-hmm. be the yeah. thing. Or maybe he stabs you with the point of his head. Like a deer? Like an antelope? Yeah, or like a bull or something, right? Or like a rhino? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Some sweet chin music. <laughs> uh, he plays, he, Mac tonight would definitely do that thing where he like, slowly drags the knife across your face. You know? He's like... <laughs> What's your favorite piano jazz song? <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. So Sprite Boy, I feel like you can't, I said it before, right? You can't catch him. I literally feel like, right? Remember, he's a head and hands. So he just like fucking pops in and out, right? He'll just like. A lot of attack I'll, vectors. Okay. Yes. Here we are again. Here we are yeah. again. But. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tiny thing. Wait, but he's not waist high. I feel like he he floats, right? Like he's not like waist high. He could be really he could pop up anywhere. He could pop up waist high. He could get you in the he could get your Achilles. He could get your forehead. Like he can just be wherever. Um he's like a cherub, right? He's like he's like a like a he just flies around and shit. He's Fay folk. He's Fay folk. Um Mac tonight, what you see is what you get. Uh he'll come lumbering at you, right? Uh, he might be more sneaky. He might incapacitate yeah. you at first. Like, here's how I feel like Mac tonight. Like Mac tonight, you would wake up, and then Mac tonight would take over. Like, you know, it'd be like a saw type of thing where you're like in a in a some mm. sort of a mm-hmm. uh, some sort of a, you know a trap or some sort of a um, you're bound. He'd definitely make you listen to his set while you were bound. 
And like you awaken to the sounds of that like baby grand piano that he's playing in a cloud. Yeah, like he'll be playing like hip to be square or something, you know, like <laughs> while dancing, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what'd you think? But what'd you really think? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's a favorite one of mine, my way. But Sprite Boy, <clears throat> gosh, uh, who who is the best creepy mascot? Creepy, right? That's the that's the theme here. Is Sprite who's Sprite Boy creepy? Mac tonight creepy? Who is creepier? I have a. I think I have my pick. So I think I'll break the official second best seal mm-hmm. and lock in my vote. For the menacing Sprite Boy. He's just so fucking creepy, man. Those eyes. I'm going Sprite Boy also for the same reason. He's he's just super fucking intense. He's right there. Yeah, Sprite Boy is. (sighs) Unanimous. We're there, guys. Wow. Um, Yeah. yeah. We're drift compatible this episode. Yeah. Yeah, there's no uh, drop bear debacle or... Uh, Leprechaun's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> Should we make it make official? It official? Second best, second best creepy mascot. Second best creepy mascot is Sprite Boy, who takes it. Please don't kill me tonight, Sprite Boy. <laughs> we need the takes it medal. Uh, yeah. Takes it mug, takes it <laughs> hat, t-shirt. If you think we got it wrong and you are not drift compatible with us uh, tonight. Let us know at thesecondbestshow.com where you can find our socials to get in contact with us. You can find past brackets, past winners, tons of other goodies. If you like this show, we would very much appreciate it if you would rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. means a lot. really helps out the show. I hope you enjoyed our Spooky Month episodes, and we will see you next week. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Bye, all. So you can cut all of this out because it's super boring. Bat nipples. <laughs> we can we can take we can have another parallel take here. Hang on a second. We're gonna edit this out. Yeah, obviously we're gonna edit all this out. If we didn't get this before, um, or if you need to add, cut this back in, just some more side stuff. Uh, really dirty little boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait. I'm gonna rephrase that. Jesus. <laughs> no, keep, keep it. Keep it, please. We're keeping it. Sam says he grew up as a dirty little boy. Go ahead, Sam. Pause um, while I do that. Um, Holding, please hold. Oh, 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 okay, okay, thank you. Okay, we can cut that. All right. Can I tell you my favorite Steve Bannon fact that I will probably cut out of this podcast? Um, And again, edit edit all this shit out, blah, blah, blah. Um, Are you going to edit all that bang bus stuff out? God damn it. Sam editing this in the future. I'm sorry. Um, um, and you can cut that. We could we could say something funnier, but um, sorry. Let me repeat that. Is this a funny bit? Should I keep doing this, or is this not funny? Oh, please cut it then. <laughs> is that a real thing? Because I don't. You could cut that if it's a real thing. <laughs> Hopefully, there's some good nuggets in there. Uh, obviously, you can edit. We're talking separate sidebar. I can't. I can't.
I can't articulate what I'm trying to say. So we could cut that out. I'm not well-versed enough to, yeah, cut all this out. Don't cut out the fuck you, fuck you, we don't care part, because that was, yeah. Please cut all this out. (laughs) Cut this out, cut this out, cut this out. I want a super cut of all of us saying, cut this out. (laughs) Sam, cut this. (laughs) Sam, oh yeah, side note, is there anything salvageable in our... Get back here, you Desi Broad! (laughs) Please cut that. (laughs) Uh, Cut it!